0: It is Restore the Floor, your Pistons NBA podcast with Evan Jenkins. I'm Stoney. Hope everybody has a wonderful Memorial Day weekend coming up. Uh, the NBA Finals, not exactly set, kind of thought they would be, but the Boston Celtics did show some guts and some heart and won a game on the road.
1: Were you surprised by that at all? Yes. So was I, only because they had fallen so flat, it looked like they gave up in Game 3. Like, how do they get up for Game 4? and boy, did they.
0: And they were getting killed nationally for, you know, all the talk shows, and then, you know, they quit, they did this, they did that, and I didn't think they had anything in them, and especially since their coach has just been, you know, getting crucified. I thought, they, and it started off, you know, Miami played good. I give, give the Celtics credit for what they did in the second half. Tatum decided he didn't want to go out a complete loser.
1: Absolutely. Well, at the end of the first half, what, Miami went on a 14-3 to run or something like yeah. that, and I'm like, that's it. Yeah. Good night. Like, you take all their confidence away, and no, good for Boston. Now, uh, do you expect them to win the next game? Yeah. It's so in Boston
0: and then things get interesting. And I know people get excited about their, you know, little jinx things that goes on. I with me with the Tigers with Eduardo Rodriguez, but I thought it was pretty interesting that they showed two people who were in the stands at the game last night. Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> who were on the Yankees? The only time the, in baseball, where a team, a Boston team, team, came back, came back from three down and and won. I don't know. It'd be
1: something else. Yeah. I mean, I know A Rod was at Game Three. I don't know Jeets went too, but yeah. Wow. How are those two hanging out together? That's crazy. I don't know.
0: You know, I don't remember if they were actually sitting with each other
1: or they just showed
0: something. I I don't know. But Kepka got all the publicity, both that and the
1: hockey team. God. I mean, yeah, that hockey video where he didn't blink for like 20 (laughs) seconds. And I'm like, you know what? Hey, what the hell? You want a PGA? So be it, right?
0: I mean... uh, Good for the, the South Florida fans. I mean, it's... it's. it's They're living life right we're, now. We're jealous.
1: We? I mean, they already have perfect le- weather, and then they have every woman on South Beach that walks around in the thong. And now you got every sports team. <laughs> right. That's, what, the Marlins? What, are they going to go to the World Series now? Probably. I you I Might know. as well bet on that.
0: Tua's going to be the MVP.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jalen Waddell's going to have, like, yeah, 1,800 sure. receiving yes. yards.
0: Yeah. All right. So, but back to basketball. I mean, he didn't do that much yesterday, but it's kind of nice to see from a local perspective i know you hate school but duncan robinson almost getting a rebirth could look like he was done
1: it's crazy to me and he has the greenest of green lights when he's out there too which right. is impressive see i don't i don't despise duncan robinson because i see him as a d3 player not right. an player. <laughs> so <laughs> and, and i root for the guy you I root really for do. all
0: williams nba players i
1: mean it's just it, it's it's interesting to see that a guy can sit on the bench all year long. Like, what was Spolster seeing that he didn't need him then, but now he needs it, It's It's wild, and we've talked about the Heat and the, the four undrafted free agents that are playing big minutes for him. And that's what we essentially I, want to see with the Pistons. And you know, but, Kevin
0: Love giving—he's playing. So he's you know, he's playing a he lot,
1: but right quick, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I geez.
0: know. He's uh, yeah, he's playing pretty well though.
1: He is. He, I and, mean, and his
0: limited pen, minutes, absolutely.
1: And he dictated. He, that's where he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So it, that's the one thing that I can appreciate when a player gets released or whatever that they pick out a team and then that team actually goes other way. Like, all right, well done. Yeah, he
0: was smart not picking Philly. I don't know it was between Philly and Miami.
1: You never pick Philly. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> Great place to grow up, but uh, if you want to be a a player there and get booed, what the hell? Uh, The other side, the Nuggets. Uh, I mean, everybody's talking about the Lakers, but the Nuggets are actually the team that won in four straight games, and they don't get enough credit for what they've done. You know, maybe a a lot of it is because people don't get to see them play all year, but, you know, the fact that they have a two time MVP who gets really very little publicity, and I think a lot of people's eyes were. Opened by what he did in, in this series, in this playoff so far. He had one game where he wasn't very good. But other than that, he's, he's incredible. He is incredible. The, the shots he was making, like when the shot
1: clock expired. And of oh, course, we're talking about Jokic. fadeaways, just like chucking it, it looks yeah, like. But those are like, good completely shots. off
0: balance. And it's like, what, the, what are you doing? And then boom. And the other thing is with that team, who thought Jamal Murray was going to be th- that great? I mean, he you know coming off the in the injury almost ruined his career.
1: Well, I mean, just even coming out of college, you're like, okay, he's a nice player at, at Kentucky, but it, Cal- yeah,
0: yes, it wasn't
1: it? like right. a, a great team. And then he got to the NBA. Boy, this guy is unconscious out there. But how about all the former Pistons? I, I forgot that Ish Smith was on that team with the Nuggets. Well, so is Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. And oh, former Piston legend DeAndre Jordan. Remember, he was traded here in one of those trades. Uh, do, we and still, was, do
0: we still pay for him this year? I don't know. But well, they also have KCP. Yep. And, and Bruce Br- Brown. Bruce Brown. I mean, give Van Gundy credit for drafting. I think he was gone when they got rid of when him. When they I, dealt I, him. I, I yeah. Think. I
1: think that was one of Weaver's first moves, actually. Yeah. It sucks. I mean, it's all, you know, hindsight's 20-20. Right. And, you know, Reggie Jackson was never going to excel here because oh, he no, was a, no. a 1A I have, player. I have no problem That's a that. guy that needed to come off the bench. Right. And he even, should never got
0: a big contract. To
1: even when he was traded here, you know, people were excited. But you were playing behind MVP Russell Westbrook. Right. That was getting a triple-double. And You're, you were
0: bitching about it.
1: I know. That's crazy to me. And that's where I wasn't sold on him right off the bat, and and so be it. But now we're in this position where we don't even have a coach. <laughs> We yeah. don't have a team, really. I, I don't know. know what's going on. So we, so, so I think
0: we should root for Denver because they got the ex Pistons. They have the ex Pistons assistant coach's son is their head coach.
1: Who's that? Mike, oh, Malone, Michael Malone yeah. is
0: Brendan Malone's son. Yeah. Who actually his first uh, assistant coaching job was under Campy at, at Oakland.
1: Oh, so you can succeed if you coach at Oakland. Yes, okay, she, yes, she,
0: yeah.
1: And I thought that was a dead end job. Oh,
0: <laughs> um, and so, but Stony, let's we talk should, about we the Lakers. We should talk about LeBron.
1: A it, little bit. He's not done. No, right. I Nobody believes so. that. No, and he
0: never said he was done. They were asked. Oh, we got to think about it. Yeah, but he, he, I don't think it was, look, I'm not the hugest LeBron fan and I'll pick on him when I think, I don't think he deserves to be, we got a lot of calls on the show. Oh, he's just doing this for attention and the documentary crew and all that. I don't think so. I think he's just worn down physically, mentally, Uh, and uh, you know what? He'll need some time to decompress and he'll be fine.
1: I actually disagree with that. I think everything that LeBron James does is very calculated. And I think just him saying, I don't know. I got it. Like, dude, all the way up until that day, you were talking about playing with your son. Your Mm -hmm. son is two years away and now he's backing off. Well, I don't know if Bronny wants to play with me. And I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? (laughs) Like, he would die to play. He's not going to play major D1 ball if he doesn't want to go to the NBA. True. You think he wants to go in and try to show his dad up? No, No. these kids have been next to him every step of the way. And LeBron has been a fabulous father going to all of his kids' high school games. I don't remember Michael Jordan going to Jeffrey Jordan's games or Marcus Jordan's games. Like, like LeBron does. And now, that was in a social media world. I understand that, but it's just... I don't believe him. I think he's going to be back again. Do you oh, see the I, betting odds?
0: Right. I think he's definitely going to be back. I just, I I believe that he just, you know, just going to chill out for a
1: while. Do you see what? the betting odds? No. Where he could play next year if it's not the Lakers? No. It's... The favorite is the usual suspect, the New York Knickerbockers. Well, of
0: course, because they think everybody wants to play in New At York. number
1: two, your Philadelphia 76ers! Whoa!
0: Could you imagine? I'd rather have him than Harden.
1: Well, it looks like Harden's going to Houston. Good. Let him go he there. He wants to go back because he has business ventures and everything. Yeah, there. I
0: mean, that's a great guy to just mentor all those young players, isn't it?
1: it? I mean, it's interesting. Now, has he changed at all? I don't know. I, didn't, I don't care for Philly, so I'm always negative against them. Has he changed at all in the selfishness and just I, –
0: I, He would go th- – it seems like he went through, you know, ups and downs with that, you know, some games – He was more of a facilitator and all that. And then there was others where he, you know, obviously wanted the ball more.
1: I mean, he has averaged almost 10 assists a game for how many years in a row. So I understand that. He's a Hall of Fame player. And I do think if James Harden wanted to be coach James or assistant coach James, he could really help those young – like Jalen Green could learn a lot from him. Yeah. If Harden was willing – to offer up what he knows. They're that, similar players where they're high-volume shooters, right? That is a huge if. Hey, it's a huge if. Yes. But if you can get that guy to do it, I feel like that is a great mentor. Yes. If, if. he wants to play the game. Yes. All right. Back
0: to uh, our Detroit Pistons. Uh, still no head coach as of uh, May the 24th.
1: So do they have any like any coaches right now? And, like do they let go of the assistants or no,
0: because I think they still have assistants who are, you, you know, working out some of their play. Yeah, you need
1: somebody to do something. Yes, right there now. is a
0: there are people at the combine. There is a draft coming up uh
1: in July, right? Yeah, and, it's kind of important. Yeah. So I you know, I,
0: I think okay. those guys are still on staff. And what we've heard rumors, as they say on the afternoon show here on ninety seven on the ticket. And and I've heard from somewhat reliable. Person in the in the industry is that in the biz, yeah. And uh, some things he's been right on, some things he hasn't. But it's like anybody else. That uh, Kevin Ollie is the favorite choice of Troy Weaver, but there's other people in the organization. Whether it's Arne Tellum, whether it's even Tom Goris, whether it's others that aren't so high on Kevin Ollie. And I, if that is the case, I think that is probably why Kevin Ollie not the head coach as we speak right now. I'm not saying he won't be but as of right now, and I think with more guys being let go, I think the Pistons should at least talk to, you know, Vogel and Monty Williams. They just talk to these guys. They might say, you know what? I like what this guy's selling. I mean, I know. Regardless of the track record, I think he'd be better with this young team. Uh, who
1: knows? What I they think will. they should be talking to every yes. last person possible for that coaching position. Right. Um, you know how you say that the rumor is that they're not Troy Weaver and Tellum or whomever aren't seeing eye to eye on this. Should Weaver have full autonomy, 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 autonomy to hire who he wants. Yes. There should be nobody getting in his way.
0: Well, unless there's, you know, background check information and that that. I'm
1: saying if everybody's squeaky clean from that respect,
0: he's the general manager. I think he gets to select the coach. Now, Tell him, I believe, is the you know president or right below Gores. So on the pecking order, he has more. And obviously, Gore's can do whatever he wants. It's his team. I just strongly believe if you're hiring a general manager,
1: he should be able to do his that job. That
0: duty is not just requiring players; it's also acquiring a head coach if need be. And I I think whether you know he has no track record at all in hiring a head coach. No, none, good or bad.
1: And the only reason I ask that is because if your general manager is setting up your team a certain way, mm-hmm. and he is setting it up a certain way, you can see what he is trying to mm-hmm. do, whether or not it's the right way. But you would figure he would have a coach in mind that can lead these guys based on what he's putting together. Right. And so maybe that is why he wants Kevin Ali. So Kevin Ali, a lot of people have this mistake in where they think he is the coach of the G League Ignite, right? Mm-hmm. No, he is the head of coaching of the G League Ignite. So, meaning there's three teams that play under this, right. and he's the head of all of this. So, is he overseeing everything with all of these teams? The way you read about it is the way that it appears, mm-hmm. that he's just overseeing all of this. So, if this guy and Kevin Ali has a great grasp on young men and how to teach them and how to get them to the next level, then he is the right guy. Right. But we don't know. We don't know. And that's the question. And because- we don't know. Hey, look,
0: you look at all these great coaches, and there are a lot of great coaches in the NBA. Where did most of them start as assistant coach? Sure. And many assistant coaches, they are practically all of them, unless they're coming right from college. Uh, they're either really, really good or they're really, really bad. I mean, a lot of it depends on the roster, too.
1: Well, how much do you think is playing in right now the fact that all these other jobs are open as well? And and right now, if you ask me, the Pistons aren't as attractive as all the others. You look no. at Toronto, you look at Phoenix, you look at Philly. Hell, you might have a Boston opening here in a couple yes. of weeks. So, I mean, if you're a major coach, and some people try to tell me that this is more attractive than Philly. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. No way. Maybe four years down the road? Sure. But coaches aren't thinking about that. They're thinking about winning. You have
0: Joel Embiid on your team. That is more attractive, with all due respect to Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Durant. Period.
1: Right? Right. So, and I. And I, you also have Tyrese Maxey. And the same with Phoenix. Yes. The same with Boston if it becomes available. Right. Like in Toronto as well. I mean, listen. The is only Toronto th- as good as they were? No. But. <laughs> They still have better pieces. The I only feel. reason you
0: might want to choose Philly, excuse me, the Pistons over one of those teams that we mentioned is because you want to be in control. Sure, you don't want to have a superstar player try to dictate and wield his his power, yield his power around you. That could be the only thing that you are one of these coaches who loves to teach. Like, you know, Larry Brown loved to teach, well, you, you know, know, those type of guys. And
1: I keep going back to our interview that we had with Dwayne Casey. And he mm-hmm. said one thing that really right. stuck out to me was that they need a different voice. Right. And I'm just curious because Dwayne Casey, just talking to him for the half hour we did right. is a basketball mind. That's all he's known since mm-hmm. he was 14 years old. And yes, that is most of these coaches. And he might look at it from a more 90s perspective, like early 2000s perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just the way that you coach with... You know, are they still doing layup lines? Are they doing rudimentary things? Are players thinking they should be doing this and not that? So that's what's interesting to me is what would be so different about this coach's voice compared to Dwayne Casey's? Yeah, uh, maybe a younger voice. And that's what I'm wondering. Like, but wouldn't you respect the dude that's been in the game for so long compared to a younger guy? Now, he might be closer into you and culture and music right. and and being your everyday friend with it is that what you want out of a it's also and coach? also
0: who you hire is the the good cop if you're the bad cop is the head coach you always have the good cop is as the assistant you know sure They're well not, no.
1: so darren mccarty always used to tell me this about scotty bowman they hated my man 364 days a year except for on that 365 mm-hmm. when they got that stanley cup right. and that ring yeah it was all good yes So it doesn't matter if you hate the coach. Right. But if he gets you to the promised land, that's all that matters, right? exactly. So, okay, in your ideal world right now, who are you hiring that would take this? I don't want Charles Lee. I'd rather go after their head coach. Right? Budenholzer?
0: Bud? I think you get a young uh, – I would take Charles Lee or Collins only for one reason. I think those are the guys you take a chance on like Carlisle was here and to take them to a certain level. And then you bring in the veteran guy to be the closer. When, if, if you think that team needs that new voice, then, and you know, the young guy that did all he can do, there's a lot of coaches who can only get a team to a certain level. Right. And then they need to me, again, a guy like, You know, Bud or or Nick Nurse or somebody like that. Doc Rivers, if for some reason they wanted to come here.
1: That's your closer coach? Like, when they're ready, you're saying? Pretty
0: much. I mean, do they want to even go through a rebuild?
1: Yeah, and that's a good question. And it's such a conundrum that we're in because we both love Pistons basketball. Mm -hmm. We both love watching Yes. And you just think about this young talent and what it could be if it gelled, if it glued. But how is a young guy going to get through to him teaching defense? If an old vet like Casey couldn't do it, you know, know. that he prided himself on defense. Right. Yeah. And then when we talked to him about, you know, defending the pick and roll in the NBA compared to college to just all of that stuff, being aware, like in college, most of the time you're big guy, he's not popping out, but you need to mm-hmm. know that guy in the NBA level. Is he going to pop? Is he going to roll all of this different stuff? And man, I don't know what to do. And, and, in all reality, we can't even really narrow it down mm-hmm. because we don't know what the list is. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, finally, uh, we're recording this on May the 24th, which is the 19th anniversary of one of the greatest moments in Detroit sports history of this century. We're going to get into others on my show with uh, John uh, on the 25th. It's
1: just the Tayshawn Block? Yes, it is. Wow. Yes. I just literally guessed out yes. of that.
0: And you know what the amazing thing is so I went and looked at it again today. You know what the score of the game was when he blocked the it was shot? Like
1: 67 to. It was very 69, low. 69, 67. Okay. It was very low. And it's
0: so funny yeah,
1: that we look
0: back and we, you know, we sit there and say, oh, today's NBA, you know, all they do is shoot threes. They do, they don't play. I mean, we love that team. That was Detroit, nuts and bolts, you know, even after the, the bad boys, obviously. But God, if you weren't from here,
1: Still, they they were, were winning games with college scores. They were, it was lab, 60s, it was lab, it
0: was laborious to watch them play. Their defense was great.
1: It was great, but even like we we sit here and the way you remember Chauncey is he couldn't miss a three. You remember Rip? You couldn't miss a jumper. And then you look at the scores and you like, are like, really they not shooting? Sure. <laughs> like
0: well, their coach did not did hated the threes. Number one, sure. Number two is they would milk the shot clock a lot. And good? the other thing is, if you think about it. More so when Carlisle was here, but even you know the later part of the run, the Pistons. A lot of times you're playing four on five.
1: Oh, absolutely! Ben yeah. had no offensive skill. Right, I mean, it was literally the first play of the game they would feed it to Ben right. to get it out of the way, right. and then like, that was it.
0: Right, it was like you know doing a dog a favor. Here's your here's your biscuit. Be good the rest of the day.
1: You know? I wonder how Ben's game would translate to today. You know what I mean? Like because defense is still important. Don't get me yes. wrong. Yes, but not. His was being a rim protector. Not a lot of guys take it to the rim like they used to.
0: No, he would look. He would definitely
1: play. He would play, but it's just interesting, isn't it? Yeah. To but, drop him As post to somebody game? like
0: Sheen, who played good, but Sheen's oh, game would
1: be great today. He would be all NBA.
0: Oh, yeah. He'd sit there, what are you doing in the post, rather than why aren't you in the post?
1: 100%. Yeah. But even... But that's the great thing about Rasheed Wallace is that yes, he could extend it out, but his post game was nice. Yes, but we we didn't see it enough. No, we didn't. He would get it, that fadeaway. I mean, that was his logo was uh, his fadeaway uh, jumper. I know.
0: All right. Uh, so next week uh, on Restore the Floor, we'll get into the NBA Finals. We'll preview that, and we may have some special guests along the way.
1: I'll be excited for that. Yes, indeed.
0: All right. Have a uh, wonderful Memorial Day. Thank you for listening. Restore the Floor with Evan Jenkins. I'm Stony. Adiós.